Welcome to the Exploring Unschooling Podcast. For countless parents, the journey to unschooling has redefined childhood and transformed their family relationships. Are you curious? Together, let's explore what living and learning looks like without school. Hello, explorers. I'm Pamela Rickia, and this is episode number 313 of the podcast. This week, I've put together a compilation episode with answers to a question I ask many of the unschooling dads who are on the podcast. As an unschooling dad, what piece of advice would you like to share with dads who are considering or just starting out on this journey? I love the range of answers. Trusting our kids and letting more of the world in getting involved with our kids and sharing our passions, empowering ourselves by learning how unschooling works, balancing protectiveness with trust, understanding that humans are naturally curious, giving ourselves permission to question our gut. I am excited to share these wonderful insights with you. Before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has chosen to support the podcast through Patreon. And a big welcome to new patron, Kindly Athena. So happy you're here. I deeply appreciate all my patrons. Your generous support helps pay for the hosting and transcription, as well as my time spent creating new episodes each week. It's instrumental in keeping the podcast archive freely available to anyone who's curious and wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to join my community of patrons and scoop up some great rewards along the way, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash exploring unschooling. Let's get started with Jeremy Stewart. Jeremy is an unschooling dad and we had a great conversation in episode 154. He's also directed and edited two wonderful documentary films about homeschooling and unschooling class dismissed, and self-taught. Class dismissed explores what learning looks like outside the classroom, following a family in LA who pull their two kids out of school and take their education into their own hands. And through the stories of six extraordinary individuals, self-taught explores what self-directed education means to them and the impact it has had on their lives, ambitions, work, and beliefs. Whether artist, scientist, or entrepreneur, They all have one thing in common, their belief that a true education is the capacity to author your own life instead of merely accepting the one you've been handed. So here's what Jeremy shared. As an Uh unschooling dad, what piece of advice would you like to share with dads who are maybe considering or just starting out on this journey? Yeah, that's a really good question. It's, um, it's, it's challenging, I think, you know, and, and, uh, uh, the risk of stereotyping, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that generally speaking, it's, it's you know, the mom that's going to take on the bulk of, yeah. of, of this journey with their kids. You know, uh, again, I, I know that's a stereotype, but generally I think generally. that's fairly true. And yeah. so, so, you know, so the dads, I, dads often I feel like get sort of shortchanged a little bit or, the, or they get a little bit, you know, they're not quite as in the picture as they should be. You know, they're out working and, you know, and I've run into this too in, in my working life where, all of the conversation at work revolves around school and the, what the kids are doing at school. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember sitting, you know, sitting around the lunch table and stuff, and everyone's going, "Oh, my kids, this grade and that thing," and, and I, have, I, I can't contribute to that conversation <laughs> because my daughter's not in school. Yeah. So you know, and, and so there's this feeling of feeling kind of left out a little bit. And then you come home, 
from work and, and it's like, well, the kids, what have the kids been doing? And the house is a disaster. You know, there's Legos and there's toys, there's stuff everywhere. It's just, you know, it looked like a bomb landed in the, in the house. And that can be very, very hard, I think, yeah. for, 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 for new dads who are just starting out this journey and trying to figure out what does this mean. And I think, you know, societally too, there's this, there's this message that, you know, the father is supposed to be the provider. And, you know, even, even in this day and age, you know, yeah. it seems like a 1950s thing, but, you know, it's like you've got to be the provider and go to work and pay for the, you know, the family and all of that. And I think that messaging is still in there. So, so for dads who want to step outside of that and question that, it's really challenging. Um, so advice, I would say, just be really open to the process. Again, try to really find that, that place of trust that somehow or other, you know, you can come home from work and the house is a mess and your kids have been laying around reading all day or something. And you think, well, what have they really learned? They've learned an amazing amount, <laughs> actually. <laughs> and, and just try to, you know, try to kind of tune, tune, uh, like retune the dial a little bit. And, and, and spend time to connect with them when you come home from work, you know, like make sure that you have time to connect and listen to what they've been up to and let that in and you know, be free of judgment, you know, because it's hard in the workplace, you know, there's so much of that sort of success driven, you know, you know, get the job and get the promotion and make the money and all of this and all of that's just being bombarded all the time. And to come home to this sort of free form, like crazy wild unschooling thing can be really challenging. Yeah, you're living so I in think both worlds all the time, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. so I think that's part of it, you know. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think the main, the main message would be just to, to trust, you know, trust your, trust your children. Really trust your children and, and, and be there to support them in whatever way you could possibly can and learn from them. You know, really allow, allow that mirroring to happen. You know, for me, my daughter is a mirror. To me when I look at her she just mirrors stuff back to me whether I want it or not yeah you know and so I see I, I see things about myself in her that sometimes are hard to see and I go wow that's really interesting you know I, I now I have to shift something I gotta you know tune that dial a little differently there because she just reflected it right back at me uh, yeah <laughs> and, so, and, that's, and that's difficult you know so so I just be open I guess you know and trust yeah Oh, I love that. I love that. It that's that's a huge just just being open wider, right? To, yeah. to seeing that seeing what's happening, you know, rather it's that drop letting go of the expectations a little bit, isn't it? Letting go of Yeah, that. and I think you know, I think yeah, I mean, I think that that sort of attitude can be applied to everything in life. You know, it's like I I think, you know, as we as we sort of go through this journey of life, things tend to get narrower and narrower and narrower or they can, you know, like we're, we're forced into these little funnels. Yeah. And, and you know, to me, the, 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 the challenge is, uh, is to break that funnel down and actually get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and let more and more and more in, you know, let more of the world in, not less, you know, the more of the world you let in, the richer your life becomes. And, you know, and, and it's hard because, you know, we, we have all these messages, Oh, well, you're not supposed to do that. Or you're supposed to be doing this or, you know, so break down those barriers and, and, and include, even include that, include all the messages that say you should be doing this, allow those messages in and then question them. Brilliant. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so don't, don't try to push them away yeah. because I think that actually funnels you and gets you even more narrow minded. It does it's because like, you're trying okay, to ignore. So society, you know, society or this person or my parents or whoever it is is saying, oh, your kids should go to school. Okay. Well, let's allow that in. 
Mm-hmm. You know, allow that, allow that discontent in and, and sit with that. And now just expand it and, and, and make your container bigger. Right. So that now yeah. you've got room for those things in there, too. And you keep making your container bigger and more stuff comes in and you make your container even bigger. You know, and I think that's the, the journey of unschooling is just allowing as much of the world in as possible and seeing what works and discarding what doesn't. But at least allowing it all to kind of percolate together in one big pot. <laughs> because you're building your view of the world. Right. And you learn so yeah. much more and you make make stronger connections that make more sense to you when you're when all the bits of the world are in there to consider rather than just having this narrow narrow focus and like back to when we were talking about the questions that you were asking for self-taught right it's like if you don't consider those if you feel like that's a failure and you're trying to avoid that you know Mm -hmm. you're not you're, you're, like you said, you're just narrowing your your experience. You're narrowing your view of the world. And not only does that do, not do yourself a service because you're, you're not learning, you're, you're totally focused, but the energy that it takes eventually to try and keep all that noise or all those other voices out means you're going to have to do that forever. Whereas if you open up your world and you connect that and you figure out, you know, why they think that and you understand why they're, where they're coming from, you understand how that makes sense to them and you understand why it doesn't make sense for you, then then live in the world with all of it, right? Right. I mean, I think you said something really great there about, you know, um, the energy that it takes to resist and to, to push away these things that don't fit, you know, uh, or that are sort of encroaching upon our worldview or whatever. Uh, it takes so much energy that you end up robbing yourself of that creative spirit that we talked about, that igniting that spirit, you know, that we all have in us. Uh, and so it gets snuffed out. Yeah. And then you, your life is tiny, you know, because it's like, oh, well, I don't want to push this away and push that away. It's like, no, no, invite all of it in. Just keep making the container bigger. Because, you know, we all have the potential for just vast amounts of, of um, compassion and empathy and, you know, but we, we don't use it. You know, we, we want to separate ourselves or they're different from us or this is that, you know, and, and, and so we just become narrower and narrower and narrower. And I think it, we should be doing the opposite, you know, and that's what I love about unschooling is it kind of, in a sense, it sort of forces you to do that because there's no roadmap, as I said, you know, you're yeah. sort of winging it sometimes and learning to trust and Ultimately, the rewards are so much greater because as, as, you, as you begin to go through this process and you see that things miraculously work out, <laughs> you know, these kids turn out great. Yeah. Uh, they're amazing human beings. Like, how could that be? You know, it's like, it's mind blowing. What do you mean you never went to school and now, now you're doing like, you know, a PhD in biology? What? That makes yeah. no sense, but it does make sense. And so and when you really start to see that, oh, yeah, that does make sense, then all of a sudden, you know, it becomes easier to kind of navigate that sense of unknowing or not, not knowing this, you know? As you choose to step away from the conventional roadmap of life and invite in a world of possibilities, it can feel unnerving at first. We are so used to following the map we're handed. Yet, as Jeremy explains, we dive into the process of exploring this new way of approaching our days, and we see things almost miraculously working out over and over. And it really does come to make so much sense. We don't need to have the answer before we set out. That sense of the unknown becomes easier to navigate. Next up is Ben Lovejoy. 
Ben has a military background and is an unschooling dad to two now-grown kids. We have a lovely conversation in episode 167, reflecting on his family's unschooling journey, and here's his advice to new unschooling dads. As an unschooling dad, what piece of advice would you like to share with dads who are considering or or maybe just starting out on their unschooling journey? Get involved. Get involved. Whether it's... um... You know, sharing your passion for baseball cards, sharing your passion for, you know, football and going to a game um, <clears throat> because you're being true to yourself and you're, you're exhibiting that. And the involvement means whether you like it or not, the involvement means that you're trying, you're, you're giving it an effort. And, you know, it may not happen. You know, I, I said I looked in the mirror a lot and I continue to do that. And it may not happen right away. But, you know, it's worth your, your effort and your time and, and the investment that you're going to put into it if that's the way you see it. Um, if you don't get involved, um, <clears throat> I think what you do is you run. The, the biggest risk I think that you run is that, you know, you may not get to know your kids. And, and that thing that you probably, um, maybe that's something that you didn't really get to know the adults around you, whether they were your parents or whatever. You know, you're, you're, you're basically taking that and, you know, giving it to the next generation by doing it that way. I love his reminder that the relationships we choose to have with our children are what we're handing down to the next generation and how valuable it is to get involved and get to know your kids. When you get involved, it's an opportunity for connection and that's how relationships grow. Next up is Bob Mahan. We spoke in episode 214 about his journey from the bells and whistles of his career as an accountant to living the life of freedom, fun, and connection that unschooling has brought him and his family. Here's what he shared. So what piece of advice might you share um, with dads who are (laughs) just starting out or even just considering um, unschooling? You know, they're, they're at the beginning of this journey. So what piece of advice do you think might be helpful to share? Just from your perspective, there's no wrong. <laughs> exactly. I don't use to give advice, but uh, trust yourself. Um, trust your kids. I guess that's the biggest thing. Like I said, they, don't, they make choices different than I would make or maybe wish they would but hey i made a ton of bad choices and i'm still here i i i came back some of them were pretty painful and took a long time to come back from and some i'm still coming back from but um trust the process um and and you got to redefine the process you know like i said if you're if you're looking for accolades if you're looking for awards you're not going to get them you just, so you might as well just set that aside. But uh, I don't know. One of my favorite quotes was they asked John Lennon when he was five, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, I want to be happy. And they said, you didn't understand the question. And he said, you don't understand life. And I, you know, I, if your kids are, if your kids are happy, if they feel like they have the freedom to disagree with you, um, to challenge you, to think differently from you, to explore their own interests, then I think it's a success. Um, 
unfortunately, you'll probably not hear that from anyone else. And you're not going to get a pat on the back for doing it. Um, there aren't, I don't think there's any unschooler of the year awards given, being given out. Uh, it just doesn't happen. And so you've ultimately got to, um, you've got to believe so strongly that it's the right way to live, that you can withstand the doubts. Um, I went this way because I couldn't go any other way. It was the only way that felt intellectually and emotionally honest to me. I, I couldn't not do it. And I make a ton of mistakes all the time, but the overall direction is to trusting them, trusting myself, um, that, um, our lives are going to end up being meaningful to us in the way we, um, in the way we evaluate them, uh, and that we won't live with regrets because we've given ourselves the freedom to, um, embrace opportunities when they occurred. Um, and I don't know if that's advice or not, but, um, it, it's going to be scary. You're going to have a million doubters. You ultimately have to just decide who you're going to listen to, who, whose uh, criticism is going to get through. It doesn't mean all criticism is invalid. Some of it's very valid, but, um, the, the, the big chorus out there is going to tell you, you're doing it wrong. You're not doing enough. Uh, you're doing too much. You, you're not controlling, you're not demanding. And, and, um, we talk about it all the time. There's a book called know your why. Um, we've always known our why it's, we know why we're doing it. We're, figuring out how to do it but we never ever vary on the why um, and once you can get that deep down in your soul where it it's never um you never doubt it um you just believe that, that um then then you stick with it you make a mistake you get you try again you um you don't do it the way you wanted to. You try it again. You, you learn. Um, like I said, we transitioned from I was going to homeschool the perfect child to online public school to total unschooling. Um, and not that we never really had it figured out and still don't have it figured out. But we do know why we're doing it this way. Um, and those reasons are more important than uh, criticism um, or the, I guess I guess what finally hit it hit for me in changing the way I lived as compared to the way I thought you were supposed to live is all the people who were purporting how you were supposed to live they really just didn't seem that happy. 
they seemed they seemed unhappy with their own lives. And so I'm like, maybe you're right, but you're a lousy advertisement for it. I, I just, you know, it's like, I don't want to be like you. I actually never wanted to have any kids because I didn't know anybody who liked their kids. Then I met some people who truly liked their kids and that really changed it for me. Well, same kind of thing. Um, maybe the way they all live is the way you're supposed to live, but they sure don't seem to be enjoying it. They seem really unhappy all the time. They, they don't like their kids. The kids don't like their parents. They, non, I, I see all these complaints about schools. I'm like, well, don't go. And then you don't got to worry about whatever the school does or doesn't do. You know, and, um, complain about your job all the time. Well, make a different choice. You know, I don't know. I, just, I, don't know. I, I didn't see that any of them were really happy with their life, but they kept telling me to do it more, better, faster. And I'm just like, I just, no, (laughs) just not going to do any of that. Uh, You might be right, but it sure doesn't make sense to me. And once we stop, no, we we get to make some different choices. And um, I would encourage anybody to be willing to ask the questions that they tell you you're not supposed to ask. Um, you probably won't come up with the same answers I come up with, and that's fine. I don't care. But if somebody tells you you're not supposed to ask a question, you really got to ask yourself, why are they doing that? What don't they want you to know or they're scared that you do know? Um, and, and, you know, I don't know what that answer is, but I, I always doubt any kind of any person or any situation that tries to stop me from knowing something or asking something there's something there that's going to make me ask more. Um, and, um, that's what I've done for the past 15 years, I guess. And, uh, taken me to a place. I never thought I'd be where I am even close. I could not have possibly visualized. I thought I'd have the career and the house and the cars and, you know, at my age, I'd be a grandparent, and, you know, and it's just, I am nowhere near any regard. I mean, I, I wore a suit and tie and had a short haircut and clean facial hair my entire career. Now look at me, you know, I mean, it's like, I am nothing at all like how I thought I would be and I couldn't be happier. So, um, if you don't ask those questions and then follow where it leads, you'll never You'll never get there. Oh, that is so amazing, Bob. I I love the way you pulled that all together. It really is asking the questions. Be willing to just ask the questions of yourself, right? Like you said, it's not that you're there. Anybody else is going to have the same answers, but being willing to ask the questions will help you get a step closer to whatever it is, right? For for like you said, curiosity. Huh. I wonder what happens if I ask this. I wonder what happens if I do this. And then find out. Yeah. You might be astounded, and it might be more amazing than anything you ever could have imagined. And that's that's the way I think about my life now. I, I Like I said, I don't have a bucket list because I'm happy. I'm satisfied. I've, uh, I'm very contented with where we are. Yeah. Um, I, and and so um, I, I feel I'm I feel like I'm at peace, and 
I couldn't ask for any more than that. Trust yourself. Trust your kids. Be curious and ask questions. Walk toward a life that feels meaningful for your family. <laughs> Such a beautiful answer. And next, let's hear from Roop Baudry. In episode 239, Roop and I had an amazing conversation about the philosophies of unschooling and entrepreneurship, life, relationships. We covered it all. And here's what he shared for dads just starting out. So as an unschooling dad, what piece of advice would you like to share with dads who are just starting out on this journey? That's another great question, actually, Pam. I've given it some thought, I mean, ever since you said that. and I, I suppose in many ways, being on this journey, you sort of have those bits of advice, whether solicited or unsolicited, <laughs> that you tend to hand out to people. And, and, and so this was about me sort of collating some of the bits that didn't annoy people that, uh, that much and going, well, what, what can I share here that won't irritate, um, <laughs> you know, it could be a piece of advice that, you know, five years down the road, they go, oh, now I know why he said that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, like as we, in, in, my, in my company, we talk about insight being inherently useless. Actionable insight is the only thing that's valuable. You know, so in, in the spirit of actionable insight, okay. insight, you know, something that can happen eight years down the track, sure. But what can you do tomorrow and the next six months? I, I, I think that two key bits, one is, and I can't stress this enough, but one is to actually delve into what this means. Don't expect everything to just happen magically. Like this is the advantage of that we have in this world today. That if you have some intuition, back up intuition and the curiosity that led to that intuition with, with actual, you know, and sort of read, empower yourself with, with the knowledge that is available, like we, as we've spoken, right? So I think there are too many people that, and I've actually learned a lot of that especially in this journey and some other things around this with, from my wife. I mean, uh, even when we, you know, w the way we decided to have our babies and so on, so she would empower herself with knowledge that is readily available. So if you have the curiosity to explore something and then you have some intuition around it, that's all great. It's a great starting point, but that does not make a successful journey in and of itself. You know, because you, you can get frustrated and then you're going, well, it's too hard. I'm not going to do it. So read, empower yourself, you know, whether it's this blog post, uh, this um, uh, podcast series, your book, or a multitude of other resources available on the web around this idea. That's, I think, really important. And that's, that's something anyone can do. So not knowing, not going to a first principles approach, not empowering yourself with knowledge you know, then there's no excuse. So that's one thing. And the other, which is a bit more tactical that can be done without reading a lot of things, I think is deciding to trust your children more than you would otherwise be, you know, given to doing. So, you know, the protective instinct of parent of parents 
often gets sort of mixed up with not allocating enough trust. And I think a big part of this journey is not to not be protected. By all means, being protected, that's part of instinct, that's nature. But also balancing your protectiveness with allocating trust. It's a very simple leadership thing that we do in companies. If you say that I trust that you will do this, that person is more likely to redeem that trust than if you constantly second guess the person. So trusting your kids and knowing that they will, you know, fall down, but so do adults. I mean, adults fall down metaphorically all the time. So, you know, it's not about avoiding error. It's about trusting that we're all looking to find the answer. And so I think that is something that people can do literally overnight. You have to decide to do it. It's a bit of a journey, but you can, you can decide to do it every single time. And the others read. Okay, so those were amazing. <laughs> and Thank you. So much so, like the, 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 the trust piece. Because I, I love the way you're relating it and connecting it with your entrepreneurial experience. Because it is about being human, right? So much of unschooling is about diving in to supporting and respecting who we are as human beings. Like, and that so much of that has been removed from our lives through all those, you know, control and protective aspects. But taking that step to realize that this is how humans work, like, because it's totally true, whether it's with an adult or, or, and you don't even need to use the words with, with children because it's so innate, but with adults, you just, I trust you. I trust that you're going to do this, you know, handing this to you. And if you need help, just come ask. Right. Exactly. And, and that exactly. that truly means I'm not going to come asking you every day or every two days. How's it going? How's it going? Because if there was a hiccup, you were going to come to me, right? Because we've given it to you, right? That is, you can totally, children are so capable of that trust. Absolutely. Because they're they're human, right? Yeah. And you've set up a relationship where they're going to come to you when they they need help or when they want help. And mistakes are not bad things anymore. Like we were talking about before, the messy Bits are all part of life. That's all how we learn, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we actually, we're building a newsletter in our, in our business and we call it win or learn. There is no third thing. So either you win um, or you learn. You still learn either way. But, you know, it's not about, it's taking away uh, a negative connotation from lose. Like there's yeah. no such thing as losing. Yeah. You're always learning, you know. So. Yeah. And those that those learning pieces are how you tweak your path, right? Of course. You know, that's how you're figuring out your journey. You're taking, figuring out your next step, your next step. And you only lose when you stop. <laughs> Bringing that full exactly. circle to exactly. the beginning that we were talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. If it hasn't worked <laughs> out, keep going. <laughs> yeah, but, absolutely, absolutely. Tweaking along the way. And then your your piece about learning and diving deeper. Right, the the first piece of advice. 
so much I talk about take the journey, you know, and that that was part of the idea behind the Unschooling Journey book is because it is so important to keep learning about unschooling, about how this works, about how human beings live life, because then you understand it, right? So there's, you know, there's the trust piece, but it's not trust like in the process without understanding it. It's like, you can say, okay, you know, I want to take this path, but it's also so important to keep learning about it so you understand it because then at that point it becomes a truth. It becomes a point where you understand it enough that when a situation comes up that you haven't had before, you don't have to go running to other people for advice like, oh my gosh, this just happened. You know, I don't know what to do here. But when you understand that lifestyle and just the relationships and, and the kind mm-hmm. of um, parents you want to be, like when you've done that thinking and that reading to really understand it, you can be in that moment and take that next step, right? Not having Absolutely. to fact- kind of call a timeout and go run out to, oh, I didn't know about this. This is different than this little original piece. Now I'm stuck, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I get reminded of, of a quote again, growing up again, I made so many references to my uh, childhood here. So uh, growing up in my study, my grand, my grandfather had a, had a quote from the Buddha framed on a big poster uh, just above my you know, study table on the wall. And, uh, and it basically comes back to this question of trust and, you know, the idea of sort of trust, but verify that kind of thing. Yeah. It says it said believe nothing merely because you have been told it, or because you because your teacher said so, but only after verification do you find the truth and cling to it and take it as your guide. Something like that, mm-hmm. and and it's just so so important, you know, in all of this, you know, no blind trust. That's how you you know, create cults. Um, you know, trust, verify, empower, and and that sort of how it goes. So yeah, I just got reminded of that as you was as you were talking. I love that. And and I what I love is that was the other piece of doing that book was going out and finding other stories and seeing the same kind of language of stuff, you know, written thousands of years ago, ideas, you know, that fundamentally say the same things because this is about being human. You know, it really, when, yep. when you dig into unschooling, it's really not about not going to school, <laughs> you know, of course, so much more than that, right? <laughs> you know, it's a, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a lifestyle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a way of life. I love his suggestions to empower yourself with knowledge and balance your protectiveness with allocating trust. And his insight that there's no such thing as losing, it's always learning. It's a way of life. Next up is Isaac Sibley. In our conversation in episode 289, Isaac spoke of how his love of learning disappeared over his school years and how unschooling has reignited it. Here's what he shared for new unschooling dads. As an unschooling dad, what piece of advice would you like to share with dads who are maybe considering unschooling or just starting out on this journey? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just a, it, if you believe that humans are curious, 
then it's probably going to work. I mean, it's, <clears throat> I don't know if there's any uh, like one piece of advice, especially for, for dad specifically, that's other than, you know, trust that humans are curious and will want to, to learn things. Uh, and because of the world we live in, they're going to pretty much have to learn the things that you're going to need to learn to do every day. So <laughs> it kind of works out, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I think that's, it's, it, it works out because you have to know how to anything that you're doing every day, you have to know how to do that's <laughs> and anything you're not doing every day, you probably don't have to know how to do. So <laughs> again, it works out. Oh, I do love that. And that, that very beautifully rolls back on itself, right? If it's something that they're going to be doing every day, they're going to learn how to do it because they're doing it every day, right? So it just is a self-fulfilling kind of prophecy. And to get to that point where humans are just curious and just living day to day is going to bring up those things and they're going to want to learn things. Uh, those are, those are a couple of really fundamental shifts. I know they feel so basic, don't they? Mm -hmm. But like we've been talking about a lot, um, so much of what we pick up growing up ourselves is that, you know, learning is hard. Schools know what we should be learning. Um, they know better than, just what we're living, right? That that other kind of learning is more valuable than what we learn just from living. So there is a lot of work, internal work, I think, self-reflective work for us as parents, dads, moms, whatever, to do um, when we, that, that really gets us to that real essence, that basicness, the foundation of unschooling, right? That that we learn what we do when we do things is a great time to learn the things <laughs> and that humans are curious. Yeah. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I mean, I think it's significantly easier uh, to unschool now than say a hundred years ago, because there's so much information that's so easily and readily accessible. Should you get the urge to learn it? Uh, whereas before sort of knowledge was kind of gatekept by, by experts or, or libraries that may not be very close to you. You may have to walk several towns away. Uh, but, but now it's, if you want to know something, it's not, it's, there's no big obstacle to, to finding that information anymore. So just, and, and then making, making learning, not a, a chore, making it not an experience that is, something that we start to not enjoy doing because like going to school for me, it was I all through like uh, elementary school and middle school. It was, I was, like I said, a very good test taker. So it was all great. But the longer I did it, the more sort of the burnout started to approach because it was, you will learn this in this amount of time, <laughs> the way we tell you to learn it. So by the end of high school, I was kind of done with learning. I didn't want to do it anymore. And anytime that the thought of learning something new came in my head, I was like, oh gosh, I don't know if I can do that right now. <laughs> but sort of going on this, uh, the unschooling journey that we've gone through with Q, 
it's, I mean, started to make learning a, a good experience again, uh, just because it's, it's not something that has to be done on someone else's terms. Like I can learn what I want, when I want, how I want makes those discovery moments big again. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is another huge shift is because so often, you know, you hear people graduating when they're leaving high school or, or university, it's like, I don't have to learn anymore. Right. (laughs) That that system is now fully equated with learning. (laughs) Yeah. It is entirely a chore and not fun anymore. So anything that smacks of learning, you know, for many years can well turn people off and they ignore them, even if it would be interesting to them because they have such a bad taste left in their mouth from the experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I used to consider myself uh, a person who doesn't like to read. Uh, But I found myself, I'm like, I'm reading constantly. I just, and I just always thought that I don't like to read because I didn't, I didn't enjoy reading the books because we were made to read certain books in English class. And I was just always, Oh, I am a person that doesn't like to read. Okay. I'll take that. And then like, like I said, I just, I'm always re- usually like articles or uh, different, different things on the internet, but it's, I'm constantly reading and I enjoy it. So I just didn't ever equate those two things until we started doing unschooling. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Cause my husband's the same. It's like, you know, I hate reading. I don't read. I never read. And he is constantly reading <laughs> forums and articles and all sorts of things online. And then with uh, one of my sons, you know, I don't like books. I don't like reading yet audiobooks for hours and hours and hours. Podcasts, like, you know, there's there are so many ways to bring in information that, but you know, so many of us have grown up thinking, you know, reading and reading books, that's the only like acceptable, acceptable thing, right? Right. Nothing, everything else is trash. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean, that's what's fascinating when you, when you start unschooling and start peeling back there, those layers, there is so much that we've absorbed that just kind of gets in our, gets in our own way some, that when you take the time to just ask yourself some questions and look at it. It's like, oh, you know what? That's not really true. You know, you can see what they were trying to do with it, but it's not really true in our lives. And mm-hmm. learning is fun. And I'm reading lots and I'm taking <laughs> in all sorts of information. So, yeah, I think that that is just, that's that's a useful thing, I think, for new unschooling dads to, to think about is just, you know, be willing to ask yourself some questions and peel back some layers around it to really discover what it means. Right. Yeah, definitely. I love how simply Isaac boiled it down. If you believe that humans are curious, then it's probably going to work. Human beings are born curious. If we as parents don't work hard to shut it down, but even then it can be reignited just as he found. Next, we hear from Philip Mott. Philip is a former teacher, and in our conversation in episode 308, he shares how his unschooling journey began and how his experience as a teacher has shaped his path. Here's the advice he shared for new unschooling dads. 
Now, before we go, I would love to know, as an unschooling dad, what piece of advice would you like to share with dads who are considering or who are just starting out on this journey? Yeah, so I've polled, um, P-O-L-L-E-E-D, polled uh, dads on this before. Um, Like, where do they go in terms of parenting advice? And predominantly, the answer is I go with my gut. And so my advice to um, dads is to give yourself permission to question your gut. Um, The female response uh, I've come across is uh, trust your instincts. So women and men, mothers and fathers talk about it differently, but it's the same concept. Trust your instincts and go with your gut. I don't know what, I don't know, maybe gut feels more John (laughs) Wayne-ish to men. Um, But I don't think you have to discredit your gut, but be willing to question it and, and, and ask where that stuff is really coming from, because there's a good chance um, that your gut is drawn to that authoritarian, the authoritarian culture that we live in, because we become so much of what our culture is about. And if you look around and you don't, if you are a person that looks around and, criticizes a bunch of things that you see within the culture, recognize that you are part of that culture and that you are drawn to those ideas as well. And so being able to find where you're gravitating toward those ideas, um, I think can be a really good starting point. And you may find that some of the stuff that you're drawn to is not part of the culture. Um, But taking the time to question that I think is really important. Yeah, I love that. I love that you found uh, just a language difference, too, between gut and instinct. That That is interesting. But it's also so interesting to think about, you know, go with your gut, but also question it, right? Yeah. Like, really, really take the time to find out what your gut is telling you or what your instincts are telling you, because as you're saying, there can so often be a level of those that is just what we've absorbed. This is what it should be. This is what my instincts should be. And, you know, we grew up um, and absorbed that so much that that is our first impulse often, right? Is what we've been told we should do in these moments or what we should think in these moments. So taking the time to just peel that back a bit and see if that's what we really think, if that's what we really feel. And, and why do we feel that? And then, and then lean into that, even if it's different than the norm, right? Yeah. And I think the, the reasoning is that the, our internal reasoning is that the gut is natural and therefore good. Yeah. And what I'm asking people to, what I'm asking myself to do is, um, first question that just because it's natural does, doesn't mean, mean that it's good. Um, just because it's our nature to do something. Um, I don't necessarily subscribe to that belief anyway, that we have any one nature. Um, but also questioning the fact that it's even natural, um, that I don't think that our gut is natural. I don't think it's purely instinctual. Um, and maybe I don't have a, a good way to prove that. 
but I've just seen so evidence of how we absorb ourselves in a culture and we do the things that are norm for all our culture. And part of understanding that is looking at the way that other cultures live and norms that they have. Um, and our reactions to those betray our own dedication to our culture. For example, in some Asian cultures, they, um, one of their delicacies is, um, scorpion lollipops. They have these scorpions that are inside candy and they eat those. And when I see that, I'm like, I would never do that. And that betrays a bias that I have to my own cultural norms. That's my gut. My gut says that I wouldn't like that. And yet people who have, who share a large majority of the same genes that I do, DNA that I do, they love it. And so being able to recognize that maybe my gut isn't as natural as I think it is. And even if it were, I give myself permission to say, just because it's natural, does that necessarily mean it's good for my relationship with my kids? Yeah, that's, that's perfect. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I sometimes talk about that kind of as my inner voice. You're right. So often our instinct are just learned behaviors that we picked up over the years and to, to start peeling that back to think about what we really think. Okay. Yeah. That, that looks very strange to me yet. Maybe I haven't actually tried it. Maybe, you know, other people I love, like definitely so much is comes with our culture, right? So much of, of what we know. Um, And so it is a lot of fun. Like it's overwhelming at first to start stepping out of the box. And then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden you're just like, questioning everything and it can get overwhelming um but it can also like for me it really opened my eyes and brought wonder back to my days Mm. right because now I could just be curious I could get comfortable comfortable asking myself questions I could get comfortable with the idea that I don't know all the answers because we grew up thinking that once you're an adult you know like the adults know everything right and they're right they've got this nailed I can't wait to be an adult and then you know I'll know everything and and I'll be able I'll be in control you know but to get back to that almost childlike wonder about the world was just just personally satisfying and it was just such a fun way to wake up in the morning and just be kind of open and curious to how things might unfold versus thinking, you know, waking up and thinking, I, you know, I need to do X, Y, and Z. I need to control this, this, and this. And um, that just brought so much weight and pressure to my days. So anyway, that <laughs> that's what you made me think of there, but yeah, absolutely beautiful. Just questioning things just being open to questioning even if it seems like this is the way it should be done and quickly right that well, we need to we need to nail this down fast yeah absolutely yeah. i love how he took the idea of go with your gut a step further and suggested being willing to question it to ask where that stuff is really coming from because there is a good chance that our gut has absorbed much from the authentic their authoritarian culture that we live in. That's great stuff. 
And I want to end with a snippet from a conversation I had with Zach and Heather Lake in episode 128. It's a whole episode about Jack's, Zach's journey from reluctant spouse to unschooling advocate, which is absolutely great. But I wanted to highlight this piece where he shared one of the big aha moments for him along the way. It's a wonderful story. Now, Zach, I was wondering, you shared lots of great uh, stories and little revelations so far, but um, can you remember one uh, maybe that you haven't shared yet that was a big kind of aha moment for you along the way, you know, when that kind of unschooling puzzle piece fell in place for you? Yeah, so I, I did think of one one aha moment that, that – because uh, there's lots of them, actually, and that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the wonderful <laughs> thing about this. Yeah, exactly. Like, all of a sudden, something makes sense again. It's like, <laughs> Okay, I buy that now. So, mm-hmm. um, but but the one the one I was going to share was that um, Gavin, our our seventeen year old, you know, he in in middle school he was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. He's I think he's fourteen years old, something like that. Um, and he's a big kid. You know, he's six foot tall. He's one hundred eighty pounds, mm-hmm. eighty five pounds, something like that. Yeah. Um, and so he always, he always wrestled in in you know, one of the higher weights up there. And he wrestled obviously against kids, his, his height and weight and everything. And at the beginning of the wrestling matches though, or when they do the the duels between the two schools, it's like they all line up, they kind of line them up on the mat. And it's almost like this triangle, you know, that goes down. So it's like, you got the big kid over here to the left and you got this small kid over here on the right. Um, you know, as so we're talking to kids that are bigger than, a little bit bigger than Gavin's, so, you know, they're, they're six, three, six, four, two fifty. <laughs> And we go all the way down to like some like four foot, four and a half foot kid with like 70 pounds or something like that, you know? And the, the amazing thing is, is that they're exactly the same age. You know, they're all 14 years old, but they're completely different sizes. And it's like, so if you put this 80 pound kid against Gavin, you know, Gavin would squash him because Gavin outweighs him by a hundred pounds. And it's just, it, it just wouldn't be fair. And it's, it's kind of absurd for us to assume that that kid has the same physical attributes that Gavin would at that, at that age. And so when you start flipping that script to the, to the school side and you start thinking of, well, okay, but we all need to learn at the same pace, but it's like, well, no, because maybe our brains are developing at different, different periods. Maybe we're more interested in one thing than today than we will be down the road or something like that. So it's like, we have all this structure and everything else in our life, but um, we wouldn't have that for the, for the wrestling mat. Mm-hmm. So why are we having that for school? You know, it's why force these kids to do something that maybe they're not ready to do yet, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe some kids are way more ready to do mm-hmm. something than the other kids. And so it's like, so we're just putting them all in this funnel and we're trying to make them all come out the same way. And it's like, that's not the way it works. It's just, it just wouldn't work out that way. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, um, I don't know. That was the one thing that really set, set it off. And I think I can describe that to other people. Um, because I have that visual in my head, I guess. So yeah. That helped me. So. Yeah, because it's like we you can see the external differences all at the same age, but just because you can't see the ex- internal differences, like how they think and what they're interested in and curious about and how they like to learn, just because we can't right. see that, we assume everybody's the same, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, wow. I love that. That's great. <laughs> great analogy. <laughs> It just helps you make more sense of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, all of a sudden. And you know what I love about, especially when I was learning about unschooling, I mean, because I always love from there observing and being with, just being with my kids, right? And hanging out and, and everybody's learning together. But 
for that, you know, that first while while I was um, heavily de-schooling and figuring out and comparing everything to how they did it in school, right? How they learned and, and the time and all that kind of stuff. When you start, you start, when you see what they do, you know, what actions they take, you know, what their next choice is, how they learn things. That's when you start those internal differences that you don't normally see. That's when you start to, they start to become more obvious, right? They start to come out and it's like, Oh, that's, that's how they personally put this connection together. And you can see how unique they are outside of that system that they're trying to fit into. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think really I think unschooling really helps you learn about not comparing kids to each other, especially based on age. Yeah. Um and I think one of the big moments for us was really realizing how arbitrary so many school things are. You know, that like you're supposed to like read, you know, when you're five or six and you know, the kids who aren't reading by then, we feel like something's wrong with them when they're in the school system. But it's like, you really learn, like kids don't have to learn how to read when they're five or six. Maybe they're going to be seven or eight or nine or 10. Um, or just the different like subjects that you learn in school. You know, you just like, when you sit down to realize somebody just sat down at a table and decided that we're going to learn history this year, we're going to, you know, it's like, you really realize there's, that's just somebody sat down and decided that. And that, that doesn't, it's not the way it has to be. And if your child is behind, and I say it with quotes, you know, what the school system says, that doesn't mean that they're behind. It just means they're not at the same, what the, the school system is wanting. And so I think the, the unschooling really gives your kids the chance to just be themselves, you know, and they can nobody's behind or, or ahead or anything. They're just learning what they're interested about. It's, it's really awesome to see. Well, and to add on to that, you know, she was talking about the, you, know, you have to read at a certain level at a certain time and things like that. And we're trying to catch all these kids up, you know, that are, that are a little bit behind. And um, ba- basically what you're doing is you're sucking the fun out, mm-hmm. out of learning to read for mm-hmm. them. And, and you're making them feel inadequate. And so they're not very comfortable in school or, or, you know, maybe they're more um, self-conscious about, about where they're at. And, and so when, when you take the fun out of it because they have to meet this certain level, um, that, that kind of def- that slows down the learning process mm-hmm. for, every, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And, and really, like you said, that the whole point, just that understanding how arbitrary it all is. And all you're doing is grading them against something arbitrary. <laughs> You know, so, so yeah, behind just has no meaning once you take that system out, right? Once you're not comparing, because who, it really doesn't matter if you learn about medieval times or, or how flight works, you know, at a particular age, it, it really, or, you know, these particular years of history. Right. You know, I understand why they do, why, why they have those arbitrary lines in place is to, oh yeah. Because teachers have to have you be able to read X number, you know, however much you need to, or have to do the same math. But but when you take it up, take them out of that element of the school, and you don't put this pressure on them, it's amazing what they can do. I mean, yeah. kids are far more capable than, than we give them credit for. And we were really interested for our kids. Like we talked a lot about like the memorization aspect of school and how like for school, like you know, you're supposed to like memorize like what year the Civil War happened, you know, but like 
what like value does that add to your life to have memorized that at some point, like when you were 15, like that doesn't really, it just sucks a lot of resources out of you, you know, to memorize stuff. But like we want our kids more to be able to discuss things. So if, you know, the civil war came up in conversation or someone's on TV, you know, we enjoy like having conversations about these kind of topics and talk about, okay, what did the civil war mean, you know, to our country? What, what does it mean now? You know, what is, you know, and to have those conversations and we'll get in these like lively conversations. And to me, that's so much more important than that, that they know what year it happened, you know, yeah. or they've memorized X, Y, Z, you know, having those conversations is, is, and we all learn that way. I mean, Zach and I, you know, we'll, we'll be all looking stuff up together and, and having those discussions. So that's, that's been a really great thing. And don't you find you learn so much from your kids now too? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Such a great story, isn't it? How that flash of seeing how externally different kids of the same age really are, which sparked the realization that their internal landscape of interests and learning will also vary just as widely. And how kids are far more capable than we give them credit for. Absolutely. I hope you found this compilation interesting. I think it's a wonderful collection of thoughts and insights to help new unschooling dads as they embark on this journey with their families. And you'll find links in the show notes to the full episodes if you want to explore any of our conversations further. Also, we have a number of unschooling dads in the Living Joyfully Network online community if you'd like to connect that way. There are lots of learning resources in there as well to help you empower yourself with knowledge about how unschooling works. Have a wonderful day. I hope you found this episode helpful on your unschooling journey. And be sure to check out the growing podcast archive. The conversations never go out of date. You can find more information about my books, the Living Joyfully Network online community, and the Childhood Redefined Unschooling Summit online course at my website, livingjoyfully.ca.